Hi, and welcome to the EUC podcast from the Faculty of Environmental and Urban Change at York University. I'm your host, Kyle Thiessen. In this episode, we'll be looking at one of our core undergraduate programs in the faculty, environmental science. We'll also be hearing from the program coordinator, Professor Kathy Young, about what makes the program unique. So I hope you'll join me today. To start off, I want to mention that this program is actually offered jointly between the faculties of science and environmental and urban change, meaning students can choose between the two faculties for their studies. Later on, Professor Young will explain some of the reasons people choose our faculty for environmental science, but you can't go wrong either way. Students in EUC will graduate with a Bachelor of Science and have access to a range of interesting courses and experiential learning opportunities. In their second year, students can take classes including Ecology and Conservation Science, Introduction to Vegetation and Soils, and Hydrosphere 1 and 2. Students might also be interested in pursuing either our Certificate in Climate Solutions and Sustainable Energy or our Certificate in Geomatics, Geographic Information Systems and Remote Sensing. These can actually be incorporated into course schedules without adding any extra length to your degree. I'll be going into more detail on these certificates in future episodes, but you can learn more right now on our website, euc.yorku.ca. Now, I'd like to invite in today's featured guest, Professor Kathy Young, whose research focuses on Arctic hydrology. She's also the coordinator for environmental science at EUC. Professor, thank you so much for joining us. Okay, thanks, Kyle. So to start off, I'd like to hear what drew you to environmental science in the first place, and particularly to your work in Arctic hydrology. So initially, I wanted to be a farmer. I always worked on uh, friends' farms, and we used to have a farm up north as well. So I always liked working outside, but I could not afford to go to the University of Guelph for their farming program or agricultural program. So then I went to the University of of Toronto, Arendelle College. So I started in the environmental science program there. They had actually a long time ago a specialist program in environmental science, but there was one course that you had to take and it was dissecting cats and mice and I just couldn't do that. So I ended up with a biology and physical geography double major. Uh, it was a great school and I loved going there. In my third year, we had a new professor and he had a field trip over to Iceland. So I took that trip and it was just like a awe moment where I just loved everything about Iceland. I loved the waterfalls. I loved the glacial streams. It, it was just amazing. So I got hooked on that. And then I got a, an opportunity to go to the high Arctic to be a field assistant for a master's student on an ecology program. And we were surrounded by glaciers and glacial streams, and it, it was just a gorgeous place. So I loved that as well. And so then I came back, and the professor who I went to um, Iceland with, he asked me if I was interested in doing a master's, and of course I was. And that's how I ended up working up in the north for so many years. So I have expertise in snow covers and northern wetlands. And so I'd like to hear what you think are some of the other reasons that students might be interested in the field. I think that 
if you're a student and you like working outside and you like trying to figure out what mother nature is maybe trying to tell us or how she works, then this field, which combines both field work and some lab work and maybe some modeling work, and also a lot of our students take uh, GIS and remote sensing. Many times that's a really good tool to have, especially if you're interested in the environment and mapping wetlands or lakes and environmental assessments. So those kind of things uh, I think students are attracted to. That makes a lot of sense. And what would you say is the relevance of studying environmental science given broader issues in the Toronto, Ontario, Canadian or global context? Of course, I think climate change right now is really the big driver and trying to understand how the environment works, the processes, uh, the pathways, and what we can do as a society really to protect our uh, environment, whether that's local, regional, national, or global. In Toronto, in the future, we might get hotter summers and warmer and shorter winters. We do see the occurrence of severe weather where we're getting stronger winds and and higher intense uh, rainfalls, which can lead to some flooding as well. So those are problematic. But I think what is happening is really, I'm an Arctic person, so I can really see it in the Arctic regions right now, is really problematic. Thawing permafrost, loss of glaciers, water supplies, sea ice changes. And that really plays a havoc on uh, the Inuit communities and other, you know, northerners all across the circumpolar app. Arctic. And, I, and I'm not sure we realize that as much in, in Toronto. We're so away from it. And I think the fires and the floods that we're seeing right now out west and their frequency of occurrence is really a wake-up call to all of us that we have to do better. I mean, you can think of also the hurricanes out east, that big hurricane that hit Newfoundland and uh, PEI last year. Those warmer seawaters are due to climate change, and we're going to be seeing more frequent hurricanes out there as well. So there's lots of issues that environmental scientists uh, can help address, but the big one is climate change. Right, for sure. And so for people interested in working on some of those issues, could you share what you think are some of the highlights of our environmental science program in particular? In terms of the highlights of our programs, I think that experiential learning is really key to the whole program. I mean, we've always had a tradition of getting students outside to do field work right from the first year. And our second year, I teach a hydrosphere course, which is an integrated course between climate and hydrology. But that is such an important course. And usually one week, the students are out in the field doing field work. And the second week, they're inside analyzing the data. And they're using equipment that oftentimes graduate students would use at other institutions. So our students are using equipment, data loggers, water quality sensors by their second year, whereas some other students aren't using those until they're in master programs or PhD programs. I should also mention that in the GIS and remote sensing is also key in our program. And sometimes students are using drones as well to map different infrastructure or disturbances. And field trips are important too. Yeah, definitely. And I'd like to know, what have been some of your personal favorite memories in your time studying and teaching within environmental science? Well, again, I'm going to go back to field trips now. So field trip to Iceland was key to me becoming an Arctic hydrologist. 
And so my favorite times are always field trips. So I've taken students to Maui and Hawaii. I've taken them to Iceland, New York City to study Hurricane Sandy, and even more locally to look at rivers around the Collingwood area, just north of Toronto. And also the flooding, we've looked at Toronto Islands a few years ago when we were experiencing high lake levels in the Great Lakes. EUC, Environmental and Urban Change, has a research station in Costa Rica. Students can take advantage of that opportunity too. And you mentioned earlier that things like access to advanced equipment and experiential education opportunities are features which set York's environmental science program apart from some others. Is there anything else you would say to somebody who's exploring our program and considering, you know, why should I study environmental science at York? Well, I think right now we have a group of young scientists who have really strong research backgrounds, whether it be in Arctic biogeochemistry or looking at permafrost thaw and impacts on Arctic lakes. And we also have a new professor. He does work in South Africa and he's looking at changes, geomorphological changes on the the Humber River. So that's a local project, but he also has these international projects as well. So there's lots of opportunities for students to become part of their research teams and uh, they're doing cutting edge research. So there's these young profs, they're very dynamic, and there's lots of opportunity to learn uh, cutting edge research from them. Yeah, that's great to hear. And I'd also like if you could share why you think it's relevant to study environmental science within EUC. Why would somebody choose our faculty in particular? We have a joint program, so you can take the same program, you'll get the same degree through EUC or science. But I think that by taking it through EUC, um, students might get a more background or opportunity to understand the environment in relation to Indigenous people, which is so important now. Or maybe some students might be interested in environmental law, policy, or learning about tools for environmental assessment. And they can get that by taking courses in EUC. You need those tools. You need to understand your actions with Indigenous people. That definitely makes sense. And for my final question, what kind of jobs might students in environmental science be able to access after they graduate? And how is the job field right now, given the current public and private sector shifts towards addressing climate change? Well, there's there's lots of opportunities now, pages and pages of job opportunities. There's lots of water quality analysis technicians or field technicians, and a lot of our students take GIS and remote sensing, so they're snapped up by government agencies. Some students start to use drones. One of my students uh, uses drones, and so he works for a company that maps out infrastructure and disturbances. Another one of my students, she's the manager for the Trent water uh, system. So she controls the water levels along the Trent system. But you can also go the graduate route. I've had past students who are now uh, professors, as well as some are research scientists, for instance, with Environment Canada. I should also mention environmental law. And there's also a co-op program that environmental science offers. So that's something to look into as well. Yeah, there's lots of opportunities for environmental scientists right now. Well, Professor, I appreciate you giving us some insight into the program and the field of environmental science in general. I'm sure that this will be very helpful for some of our future students in their academic decision-making process. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Kyle. Have a great day. Bye.
And if you're interested in any of our undergraduate programs, feel free to visit our website at euc.yorku.ca for more information. Well, that's all for today's episode of the EUC podcast. Join us next week for more from the Faculty of Environmental and Urban Change. And until then, thanks for listening.